Are you ready to make positive transformation happen for you? Today, you're going to hear how some of the most successful people in the world have made it happen. Hello, and welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership with Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. These successful people and Dr. Woolsey will share advice, insights, tips, and tricks designed to help you incite personal action. It's time to bring positive transformational leadership to your life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. Hello and welcome to everyone out there. You are indeed listening to Transformational Energy Leadership. And this is your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey, coming to you from the heartland of America. Now, here's a reminder. Through the course of the show, over the commercial breaks, go to my website. That's transformationalenergyleadership.com, where you can learn more about me and my business offerings. And also contact me. You can email me at mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. You can find me on this platform, voiceamerica.com, under the Empowerment Channel. And I'm on social media, LinkedIn and Facebook. Okay, so today I'm joined by Dr. Nikolai Zeglikov. He's a professor of management at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. And our topic today is all about building customer relationships. And yes, this is definitely something for anyone in the leadership space. And that means all of us listening today can glean some very informative ideas about how to apply this concept in our worlds. So here's a little bit more about my guest. Dr. Nikolai is a professor of management, as I said earlier, at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania, and he's also the co-author of Connected Strategies, Building Continuous Customer Relationships for Competitive Advantage. Professor Zicklico studied economics at Stanford University and Harvard University. That's where he received a PhD in business economics. And having spearheaded groundbreaking research on strategy, he has been named a fellow of the Strategic Management Society, the world's leading association of strategy researchers. So without further ado, Professor Zicklico, welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so glad to have you here today, and I'm excited about this topic. And, you know, before I even dive into that, before we dive into customer strategy, I, I want to begin our conversation more at a macro level today and address what it means to be a transformational leader in today's society, economy, and with our clients and customers. And I say this because I have listeners from all around the world tuning in weekly, and this topic may seem a little bit different from other guests and other topics, but I know it's going to apply. And so here's my first question for you. When you consider what it takes to be a transformational leader, what do all of us need to regard and hold true as we think about all the people we influence around us? Yeah, great question. And I, you know, let me think about a transformational leader as a leader who tries to make stuff happen. <laughs> right, that's uh, a good part. <laughs> I creating, creating, creating some transformation. Now, I, I I, when I think about uh, kind of leadership, to me, there are sort of two key uh, challenges, right, that every leader needs to overcome. One is kind of motivation, right? How do I get everyone motivated to achieve things? And the second, um, am I, as, an, as a leader, able to provide the right resources to my people to, uh, you know, once I've motivated them, um, you know, they need to have the right resources. And so, you know, if I think about and the motivation piece, now, I'm a strategy guy, so I would usually start out with, you know, in order to be a transformational leader, I need to know where I would try to lead to, right? Uh, I need to have a very clear idea of either the strategy or the initiative or the goal that I want to achieve. Uh, and to have that really 
clear goal is so important to be able to communicate it clearly, right? Because at the end of the day, I think that is quite often one of the key tasks of, of a leader is to, to communicate uh, the direction in which we want to go. But in order to do that, you need to be really, really clear about that, right? Um, the second one is then how do I make that goal actually tangible for everyone, right? So that everyone feels a little bit like having some some leadership or some some ownership stake in, in achieving that goal. And uh, actually, one of my uh, colleagues, uh, Drew Carton, has done some wonderful work on that uh, in the context of uh, NASA and the and the moon launch. Uh, and uh, a title of one of his papers is, you know, I'm not mopping the floor, I'm actually helping people be sent to the moon, right? And I think this is sort of a wonderful, vital and a wonderful element of leadership, right? Am I able actually to translate uh, idea of a, of a great, a goal down to that everyone feels like they are part of it, they have some ownership, and they know kind of what the, what the role is. Um, so I think those are some of the, to me, kind of the key elements around, around motivation, right? And then, of course, there is all the practical aspect also as a leader of, you know, how do I corral the right resources around making things happen? Excellent. You embedded so many great things in there, and I love that you brought up communication always needs to come up. Great example about NASA. So, you know, we cannot have this discussion without addressing the impact of digital media, social media, technology. I've, I've had a, a couple of previous guests on the show talk about the very importance of having media presence or social media presence out there and, you know, with the interactions that we have with each other. And from your perspective, which is very unique in that, what do you, what does today's dramatic rise in digital connectivity mean for how organizations and businesses should interact with their customers and clients. You know, it is certainly an interesting new way of pushing out information to customers, right, but also receiving information back, right, and I think that is kind of the, the biggest change in what I would think about in, in, that, in that environment. Right? I mean, we always had commercials, right, uh, and now I have, yes, I have a more targeted way of, of, of finding people and I can custom tailor maybe my messages, uh, and that's obviously very, very helpful. But in order to be able to really custom tailor my messages, uh, uh, I need to understand right who I'm talking to. And so that always required some information back right from the customer to me. Uh, and and that's used to be really hard, right? I mean, I have like Nielsen ratings or something, right? So I know roughly speaking right. who is listening or who's watching, right? But this is very, very aggregated and very, very rough. Uh, and now by being able to actually establish hopefully a relationship with the customer, there is sort of an information flow back and forth, right, be it through social media or be it through other means. Uh, and that really, I think, is sort of what is in part the game changer right now. Yes, I would absolutely agree with you. I, when you think about receiving information back and forth, what are some companies that come to mind for you that do this well? Well, yes, I kind of... Uh, one one example that that uh, uh, we quite like a lot in in, in our book is uh, the the magic band that that Disney has, right? Um, so it used to be, you know, your connection to uh, Disney when you went to let's say Disney World was like a ticket, right? You got a ticket, then you hand over your ticket, and that was sort of your interaction. Uh, and now with a magic band, um, so a it allows you as a customer kind of to have a much nicer experience because you don't have to worry about carrying a wallet around because you can pay anything with that magic band. You don't have to worry about your ticket because that's basically stored on there. You don't have to worry about the hotel key because it opens up your hotel room as well, right? So from the sector of the customer, it, it makes it much easier. But now comes the other stream of information, right? So if now Disney knows kind of where I am in the park, 
Uh, and that allows now Disney kind of to say, oh, by the way, over there is a line that's shorter for you. Why don't you walk over there, right? Or you, if you pre-program your uh, preferences, I can pre-program an itinerary for you. And now all of a sudden kind of actually that allows Disney to run also their park more efficiently, right? And so I think it is sort of part of that information flow back and forth that allows kind of really you know, better experiences for customers on the one hand, while at the same time actually also driving efficiency of the firm. Mm-hmm. And I would suspect customers and and people who go to Disney probably spend more money. <laughs> uh, that can possibly be true as well. <laughs> the, the bill that you have at the end of the stay might match, be magical as well. That's indeed true. <laughs> Excellent magical bill. You know, you know, you mentioned this in, when I when I asked you the question about what it means to be transformational, and that is having a strategy, having that goal that you brought up, having a roadmap for people, for how we engage and motivate them, and how it's just really. It is critical to growth and advancement and all those good things. In your book, you write about having a connected strategy. What do you mean by a connected strategy? Now, there are really kind of two big pieces of of connected strategy. So the first one is really a fundamental way of reshaping in the way you interact with your customers. Right, sort of rather than having sort of few episodic interactions where you're practically waiting for a customer to come to you with their particular need, uh, a more continuous customer relationship means that we're having many more smaller interactions maybe over time, um, but we are in some sense sort of a continuous interaction mode where I can, I, as a firm, can potentially even anticipate your needs, right? So if you think about healthcare, I think is a great example. Um, it used to be only if something really bad happens to me, right? Do I see a doctor or go into a hospital? And then, of course, while I'm in the hospital, right, I have like 24-7 attention on me, right? Amazing amount of attention. But then I get discharged and I'm completely unconnected again, right? Uh, and so then they are basically waiting for something catastrophic to happen to me again to get readmitted. Right? And, of course, the moment you say it also that way, it sounds like this cannot be the efficient way, right, of providing healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of right, moving from having these few big episodic interactions to a much more continuous interaction where, let's say, my Fitbit or my Apple Watch or whatever it is, kind of right, move some information to my healthcare provider so they have some better idea of uh, being able to, you know, intervene maybe or, or, or nudge me along to, to change my behavior in certain ways that, that may prevent me from having to go to the hospital. So that's kind of one part of connected strategies. It's, and that's kind of what, a little bit what's in that title of, uh, you know, building these continuous customer relationships. Now, that's in some sense, if you think about that's the what, you know, what do we provide to the customer? But there's also a second question that firms need to answer, and that is the how, right? How am I actually creating that particular um, sort of relationship at a fairly efficient, in a fairly efficient way, right? And so the second part of, of the uh, connected strategy is what we call a connected delivery model. Uh, and that really covers of how am I connecting various players in my firm's ecosystem to really provide that particular connected customer experience. So let's do one quick example of that. You know, if you think about uh, uh, Lyft or Uber, which is right now fairly hot because they've got an IPO, right? Uh, yep. What Lyft and Uber said was, okay, on the one hand, we can can create a better customer experience, right? Uh, we uh, provide to you in some sense nicer cars, faster and we can do this uh, more convenient for you in terms of ordering them and, and, and paying for them. Uh, but at the same time, we can also provide that service actually at a lower cost because, and now comes kind of the connected delivery model, right? Because now I'm actually creating new connections. I'm creating previously unconnected partners 
On the one hand, we have you know, people with time on their hands in a car. On the other hand, we have individuals who need a ride, right? And if I connect these parties, all of a sudden I can create, again, a new do what we would call a connection architecture or kind of a connected strategy. So those are kind of the two big elements of connected strategies. Mm. Mm. So being continuous and also there's that connected delivery, the what and the how. And your example of Lyft and Uber, what a, what a great way of, when you think about transformation, about how we we, we get rides to and from. I, I can't imagine the work that I do without those services for sure. You know, yeah. Nikolai, what does a connected customer relationship look like? Well, there are lots of different ways of how you can can connect to customers, and that's I think actually really really important to um, realize uh, that there's like not one size fits all relationship that we can build up. And uh, the way we like to think about this is that you know customers have with you uh, a much longer sort of journey. Right. Uh, it starts from customers becoming aware of their needs. Then they need to find kind of what are the right products to solve that need. You know, then they kind of purchase it, they uh, pay for it, right, and then they experience it. So there's a much kind of longer customer uh, journey that a customer has with you. And so we're, we we thought about a couple of ways of how firms can really reshape in some sense the way they interact with their customers. So the first type of uh, customer experience we would call a respond to desire a connected customer experience. And so Uber is a great example, right? So here the customer knows exactly what they want, right? I need a ride from here to the airport right now. And so now you as a company, you try to make that part of the customer journey sort of as smooth as possible, right? Just give me a button I want to press and everything happens. Mm-hmm. But then, right, sometimes I as a customer may not exactly know what I want, right? So I, I go to Netflix and say, look, I'm in the mood for a comedy, but I have no idea what are new releases and what are nice movies, right? And so it would not be helpful if Netflix said, that's great, here are 10,000 movies, right? But <laughs> if Netflix could say, well, here are five that you might enjoy, that would be really helpful, right? And so we will call that kind of connected customer experience a curated offering, connected customer experience. Now, then sometimes customers aren't even quite aware of their needs, or they are sort of aware, but it would be really helpful if we remind them right, um, to be aware of their needs. Uh, and quite often customers become aware of their needs at a rather inefficient time, right? So when I'm lying down on the floor with a heart attack, that's not the best time <laughs> to become aware of my needs. Um, no. <laughs> so uh, we would call that a coach behavior customer relationship, right? Uh, yes, I want to take my medication, but I'm forgetful. I want to lose some weight, but it's hard to keep to my diet, right? And if I would have someone who can nudge me, who can coach me, kind of to uh, be able to achieve these deeper goals, right, that would be helpful. And then the fourth type of connected customer relationship that we are talking about um, is what we call automated execution. So in this case, right, the, the company uh, has kind of a constant stream of information and can sort of automatically deduce your needs and maybe become aware of your needs before you are even aware of those needs and basically solve the problem, right? So one example might be uh, your, t- your printer is about to run out of toner, right? And your printer just reorders toner by itself, right? And mm-hmm. so I never run out of toner uh, and I never have to worry about this and that sort of all happens automatically. So those are kind of four different types of what we would call connected customer experiences that you can create. And uh, I think what is really important is and what we really stress in the book is that there's not one size fits all, right? Uh, automated execution is not the best solution for everything and for everyone, right? People will very much differ in the um, reaction they have to, you know, how much the firm does for them, right? Some people want to have their own decisions. Some people say, that's great. If you can just ship me the uh, toner, that's wonderful, right? And so I think we need to be really careful to understand that different customers will have different preferences of what kind of 
connected experiences they want to get. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent examples. So, Nicola, here we are. We're at our first commercial break, and so we'll we'll continue this conversation after the break. And for everyone out there listening, go to my website. That's transformationalenergyleadership.com. Learn more about my business offerings, and we will see you back here in two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Tune in to Lead Up for Women. Speak up to lead up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond. Your hosts, Colleen Biggs and Dee Daniels, speak with guests who have stories to share, have faced adversity, and have become success stories in business, in their communities, and in personal accomplishments. Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's time to transform your life. Start by tuning in to The Glenise Show with Glenise Hughes. Glenise combines business, relationships, wealth, life, and a whole lot of magic to create abundance and prosperity in every part of your life. It's all done through straight and often frank discussions in the best way that Glenise knows how. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Master your life with The Glenise Show. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Nikolai Ziglico, who is a professor of management at the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania and also co-author of Connected Strategies, Building Continuous Customer Relationships for Competitive Advantage. Now, before the break, we were discussing transformational leadership and navigating through today's digital world when considering how to build a connected strategy with our customers, clients, and simply people around us. And Nikolai, before the break, we were talking about what does a connected customer relationship looked like and you talked about there were four there having response to a desire where also customers may not necessarily know what they need the third one was they may sort of aware and fourth is there's that automated execution and I want to continue this conversation here and and ask you what does a connected relationship actually mean for the customer right and it's Again, right, sort of it means different things, right, depending on what kind of connected customer um, experiences you're, you're creating. Um, it, right, so in the response to desire mode, it, it means, right, right, sort of that my 
my whims are basically, or my, my desires are fulfilled, right, very, very, very quickly. Uh, and it also means that I'm still very much in the driver's seat, right? I, I make these decisions. I say I know what the best thing is, you know, and, and just kind of, you know, fulfill those needs as quickly as possible, right? In the curated offering, I'm, I'm basically starting to provide the firm with some autonomy, right? Saying, look, uh, you know, show me some things that are maybe potentially helpful for me, right? Um, I need some advice, basically, right? So, for instance, I might be aware I need to save for retirement, but I have no idea how, right? Uh, what are actually all the options that are out there and what might be the best options for me, right? And so that's kind of, you know, a customer saying, I, I know about my need, uh, but I really have not a very good idea of what all the options out there and what's the best option for me. Um, so in, in the curated, sorry, in the, in the uh, coach behavior customer experience, here, a customer says even more, okay, I'm, I'm actually willing to give you even more data about me so you can help me achieve goals, right? So I will provide you data with whether I've taken my medication or not, or I'll, I'll have a chip in my shoe that tells you whether I'm running or not running, right? And so I'm, I'm kind of more comfortable with sharing more information with you, but in return, I hope that you can help me, right, achieve some deeper goal, like let's say I want to finish my first marathon, right? And if you can help me achieve that, Right, that would be that would be good. And in the automated execution, uh, that's sort of a little bit the uh, the magic world where things just happen around you. Right, uh, you didn't even notice that your printer was running out of toner and the FedEx guy delivered the toner for you. Right. Now those are people who, uh, you know, it's a good experience for people who are fairly willing to share a lot of information because now lots of things need to be connected. Right, um, and have sort of a continuous information flow to the firm. And I sort of trust the firm that they know. Uh, how to respond to that in a way that is really good for me, right? Uh, so that is a very, uh, you know, deep level of trust and a deep level of kind of autonomy that I give to the firm, right? And so, so again, right, different customers will have very different preferences over this, and we as firms have to be very careful not to think about that there's just one experience that will be this, you know, as good as for everyone. We're, yes, we all come from a very different place. So, again, it harkens back to what you were talking about in the very beginning is communication is just, it's key. So, for organizations to be transformational, to have these connected strategies, all, all this stuff is at play here. You know, when I, when I think about a connected strategy, you know, so fundamentally, what's different from this, from the traditional relationship between customers and companies? Well, I think it, it can become on the one hand, deeper in a more efficient way, right? Now, of course, you could have right, right, a personal assistant around you all the time, and that person will know exactly what you want and what you need, but it's a rather expensive solution, right, kind of to a, to a problem, uh, right? I could have a nurse and a doctor right in my room 24-7, right? Uh, that would be great healthcare, but um, that's not very, very cost-effective, and I think sort of what the but the big promise of these connected strategies are is that they allow to have these deeper, more personalized, continuous relationships, but allow us to do that as a firm at a relatively high efficiency, right? Uh, and so that is, I think, kind of the difference between, uh, between the old relationships and the new relationships. It's not that people are not becoming Im are not important anymore, right? But, but you can sort of supercharge sometimes, right, your, your employees with these technologies. So... Right. It used to be that right, uh, it's maybe the, the concierge in the high-end hotel who re really remembers you, right? And he, he or she is like the superstar employee that you have who really remembers every customer and their preferences and all of that. 
Uh, now that's hard to replicate, right? And that, that that's hard to uh, you know hard to recruit for. Uh, but if we can empower our employees with some right technologies that you know I see a customer coming up to my my desk and I know who this customer is and I know you know the customer's preferences, all of a sudden I can create a fairly similar customer experience, but right technologically enabled, I can provide this at a much you know higher efficiency. Mm. I'm so when you think about everything that you just talked about, how do you go about building a connected strategy? Of course, the first thing is to buy the book, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh, um, no, but you know, just ha- half a joke aside. As a matter of fact, actually, what when we when we try to uh, you know uh, write this book, that was actually uh, our key question, right? So, how can we help uh, managers? Uh, of organizations of any size really think about this in a very more structured way. And so in the book, we actually have three chapters, which we call workshop chapters, uh, and they are basically full of worksheets that you can use to really kind of go through step-by-step of really thinking about how would I create a connected strategy for my organization. So I was not just, just not, a, not a complete self-serving comment, but, but actually, <laughs> actually some truth in it. So one of the first steps that I would engage in uh, thinking about connected strategies is to really map out this sort of customer journey that a customer has with me. Right? Really thinking about so if, you know, what, when does a customer become aware of their needs? Right? How do they de- decide on what options? How do they know about options? Right? How do they order? How do they pay? How do they receive it? And to really map this out to understand what are all the pain points, right, that, that customers currently have when they try to interact with me, or what are really some levers where we could really delight a customer, right? And then ask yourself, okay, so why can we not remove these pain points, or why can we not push harder on these levers to delight the customers, and, you know, what information would we need to be able to do that, right? And then you can start thinking about the technology, right? So what kind of technological solution might be out there for me to be able, right, to extract that information or for me to be able to kind of remove that pain point. I mean, those are usually kind of the first steps uh, we would recommend to go through when you think about creating a connected strategy. What do you think or what do you find as you're engaging with your clients and customers and working with others? What, what, do, you, what do you find to be the most challenging for them when they're thinking about building this connected strategy? Now I'll give you an answer that will make you happy. Uh, leadership. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the <clears throat> right. So I think one 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 of the one of the problems uh, that many firms have is that they are thinking about the technology. Right. They think our oh, connected strategies. That's all about technologies. Right. And as a matter of fact, when you think about kind of all the examples that we just talked about, uh, none of these companies are actually really technology companies. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Uber did not develop GPS cell phones, Google Maps, right? Um, But they said, look, if I can put these things together, I can actually create a business model that can be quite disruptive. Um, So quite often the technology plays more of an under, you know, of a subservient role or or an enabling role. So the, the two key kind of challenges is A, kind of to have the creativity to come up with a new business model, right? But the second, and that's kind of where really leadership comes in, is quite often to implement connected strategies well requires us to make actually changes at the organization, right? And that quite often requires quite strong leadership. Um, so just maybe give you, you know, one, one example of that. Um, when we talked to the Disney team that, that created the magic band for Disney, um, they said, look, you know, our intention was to create this very 
smooth customer experience, right? A very, very consistent customer experience from the moment you go on a website, think about a vacation to uh, booking your flight to getting to Orlando to getting to the hotel to going to the theme park to eating a burger at the theme park to going on a ride to going back home, right? All of that sort of should be one nice, seamless customer experience. And, and why is this difficult? Well, it is difficult, they said, because we are not structured that way, right? We basically force our customer to work through our organizational chart if they have a problem, right? Sometimes you deal with our online division, then you deal with our hotel division, then you deal with our theme park division, and none of these divisions talk to each other, right? They all treat you as if you're a different customer because mm. um, we've never seen you before, right? Uh, now, you say, wait a second, right? I interacted with Disney before. Why don't you know that I interacted with you before? Well, because that was a different division, and we don't talk, right? And so mm. um, the organizational challenge, the leadership challenge of, of implementing connected strategies is quite often to, to how do we restructure, how do we create incentives so that the various parts of, of our organization actually are sharing information so that we can truly learn about that one customer, right? Um, and and that, that's actually a big challenge. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking of my experiences of life where you go to an organization and, well, I'm sorry, sir, you're going to have to stop and go over there and then, you know, because our computer systems don't interact and so on and so forth. Yep. But, you know, what you're talking about, too, is really stepping back as the as a leader, looking at this from that macro level, looking at how the relationships from between each and every part interact with each other. One of the things that came up when I was doing my research of successful college universities and presidents where it was they talked about this whole concept of being able to permeate boundaries and what they meant was that you have a relationship with people it doesn't matter their role where they are in the organization but you find ways that you connect with them and you even addressed that in the very beginning that to be transformational is how do i take this vision and make it real and tangible for people it doesn't matter where they are and so this really nicely ties back to like you were saying Technology is only the enabler, and I think for a lot of people out there, technology can be a very scary elephant in the room, if you will. And what you're saying right. is, wait, we've got to stop and look at how we're how people are experiencing us, and how also we're experiencing people, and that that makes a lot of sense. You know what we'll do? I think this is a good point. We'll we'll pause right here. We'll take another commercial break, and then when we come back, let's continue this conversation of developing this connected strategy in companies that do it well. So for everyone out there, stay tuned and we will be back here on the other side in just a couple of minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Tune in for 5 Blossom Radio. Each week, host Denise Richard will discuss common interests in the fields of art, health, and spirituality. The series is arranged into three parts, focusing on 5 Blossom Gatherings, the Four Voices Program, and Fires of Compassion. Every program is available on demand. So if you miss any part of the series live, be sure to catch up. Five Blossom Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you where you want to be right now? We live our lives sometimes looking at others and thinking the grass is always greener on their side, not realizing that we have the power within us to pursue our dreams. It begins with a head start in the right direction. And that head start is with host Carla D. Walker and From the Inside Out. 
Believe in your abilities and take action. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. Today, my guest, Professor Nikolai Siglikal, and I have ventured into this world of building connected strategies with customers. And it's a topic relevant to every single person, no matter what space you're navigating. Now, before the break, we were talking about how do you how do you build a connected strategy? And even more so, what do organizations find to be the most challenging? And, and our guest talked about thinking of technology and really most organizations are technology based, but that often can be a challenge, but really it's just the enabler. And so, you know, Nikolai, I would want to ask you, we've talked about all of this stuff here in terms of building the connected strategy. You've given some examples. Which companies do you think have done this well when you think about developing that strategy? All right. So we, we talked about a number of of examples, and I think it's it's custom. It's really companies that that understand kind of particular pain points of, of customers really well, right? And so, um, you know, kind of one other I think interesting example is sort of Nike, right? That Nike says, look, I'm I'm not going to sell you a shoe anymore. Uh, I'm selling you right a shoe with a chip embedded. That chip talks to your cell phone. That cell phone connects you to your virtual running club, right? Uh, and and again, sort of all of a sudden, Nike has much more information about me as a customer. Um, how I use my product, when I use my product, but also Nike can start to fulfill more uh, more of a fundamental need that I have, right? So again, my need might be I want to really finish my first marathon, uh, and if they can help me achieve that goal, right, that is um, kind of much more valuable to me as a customer than it's just buying a shoe, right? And so I think it is this companies who have a, have a good understanding of that. Now, I think the other thing that is really important is that... Um, Companies need to show you how they are actually using the data in a way that makes your life better, right? Uh, and I think Amazon has been actually pretty good at doing this, right? So Amazon started out by saying, look, give me your credit card number and your address, right? And you say, hmm, that's kind of weird, but okay, let me do that. And then Amazon says, and in return, I give you this button. And now you just need to have one click and you're done. And you said, wow, actually that made my life easier, right? That really removed the pain point of having to type this all in and right, kind of makes the checkout much, much easier, right? Uh, and then Amazon said, okay, so now I solved that pain point, but um, now I try to deliver, or UPS tries to deliver, uh, and you're never at home. Um, so how about you give me access to the trunk of your car, 
And I said, hmm, that's kind of odd, but okay, <laughs> let, let's try that. And oh, wow, now all of a sudden, right, kind of they delivered in the trunk of my car, and I never have to drive to UPS because I never home, and I find always these right, brown tickets on my, on my door. Right now, Amazon says, "Well, how about uh, you know, since you're not always at home, and so or you know, you you never have or you not know, always have a car parked out in your in your in your driveway, um, uh, how about do you give me access to your house? Right, so we'll have a security system with Amazon, and you know, we have face recognition software, and uh, right, and so you can start to see, right, kind of you, you would never be able to jump there, and certainly not everyone would like likes that idea of having you know giving Amazon access to your house, but you can start to see, right, sort of how that firm has sort of gradually uh, built up kind of trust with the customer and has been able kind of to um, kind of move up, kind of remove more and more pain points and really show the customer of how they're using the data in a way that makes the customer's life kind of better. I, and I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, you're right. They do make it easier, and it's that trust that you build over time. And I think there's also some danger in there, right? If if data is collected and it's it's not shared with with customers, there can be some danger embedded in there as well. Absolutely, right? So I think kind of the kind of data privacy, data security concerns are like huge, right, in this in this field of connected strategies, right? Because as we are getting deeper involved with, with companies, as this information flow becomes richer and richer, right, kind of the, the ability to abuse this data becomes larger, right, and abuse both from people who maybe should not have access to this data, and that's kind of the data security problem, right? Uh, uh, I, mean, I trust that firm, but 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 now that firm got hacked, right? And now all of my my very sensitive information is is available uh, to others, uh, or kind of the firm itself, right, is maybe abusing abusing the data, right? And so that's why we would argue that that really trust, right, plays a very very key role here in building up these relationships, right, going beyond just having episodic experiences, now to really building up a customer relationship requires this amount of trust, but of course that trust is not granted immediately, right? We have to build it up, we have to earn it, and we can lose it pretty quickly, right? And that's, I think, why, why data privacy and data security uh, kind of are almost at the top of the list of kind of things we need to really worry about, right? And one is, in some sense, the technical aspect, the data security piece, right? That is, you know, how do we invest enough in, in data security measures to, to protect our data from, from attacks? But the data privacy angle, right, and that's, I think, sort of where you got uh, in your comment to a little bit, is really, you know, how open are we with our customers, uh, how transparent are we with our customers of how we actually use the data, right? Uh, and I think uh, we are still a little bit in the wild, wild west days of, of this whole thing, right, where many companies <laughs> says, well, great, I have now all of this data, but frankly, I don't know what to do with this, but hey, there's someone who wants to give me like 10 cents for it, so might as well kind of, right, uh, sell it off. Uh, and that, of course, is is really kind of pissing off customers with, uh, for for good reason. Absolutely. You know, when you think of or you look at all the the research that's out there about leadership, for example, Lencioni's work about five dysfunctions of a team. He always has the the pyramid, and he always has the foundation is it's all about trust. You take any model out there, trust is really ultimately the foundation. When you think about the dynamics between a leader and organization and what we're talking about here between an organization and customers and clients. And I'm curious, and you don't necessarily have to name names, but when you think about organizations that have lost trust with the people that they're serving, what have they done to regain it? And in this case, the breach of data, for example. 
Yeah. Now, and I think kind of, you know, again, so I think data security concerns, breaches of data, it, it feels like, at least this is my, my feeling, that, that, that customers are a bit more forgiving about that, right? Because uh, we all know this is actually really difficult. Now, what we may be not so forgiving about is, you know, you don't tell me about this, right? Yes, uh, and so yes. basically, I'm, I'm living there, you know, six months, and I wonder why I'm getting these charges on my credit card, because you haven't told me that your system got, got hacked, right? And now people have my credit card, right? So I would have appreciated, right, again, that honesty. I understand this is really hard. I know there are a lot of bad guys out there trying to steal data. Um, right. I hope you do a better job in the future. But I, you know, kind of that. I, I feel like as a customer, I have some understanding for. What I don't have an understanding for is, you know, you didn't tell me right for the last six months. Um, and I think the the, the data uh, privacy concerns, right? Uh, they are they are a little bit more tricky, right? Because there, I think, right, sort of customers indeed have have a legitimate gripe with companies that they're saying, look, right, you are abusing my data, right? You're using my data in ways that it's not obvious for me to see of how I actually benefit from it, right? And I think that, to me, is probably always the most important point, right, of you need to be able to really have a clear value proposition to the customer of, you know, why should I share my data with you? You know, how do you really make my life better now that you know that, right? And my my sense is the way this whole field will sort of evolve is that, that customers will say, look, I'll give you a slice of my data, Right, and you show me really how you make my life better, and then I give you a little slice more of my data, and you show it again, right? And so slowly over time, I can build up that trust, but there has to be always sort of a little bit of a quid pro quo, right? And, and again, right now, I think quite often, we feel as customers, we give away kind of a lot of data without actually receiving anything in return. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And that's it too, being honest. And isn't that just a core element of human dynamics? Be honest. And I, I, I agree with you. I think people are a bit forgiving. We understand that, that things happen. It's just we don't like to get that surprise that you were talking about. Yeah. You know, one one of the other elements that I talk about with all of my guests on the show, because it, we, I am focused on this concept of being transformational, being a leader, and, and there's energy involved in the whole combination of things. And as we we're talking here, about building a connected strategy, I'm I'm curious. What are your thoughts on energy and the leadership's role in all of that? Well, I think sort of when it comes to these these connected strategies, at least when when I talk to companies, uh, there is a lot of energy <laughs> because yeah. for, for for two for two reasons. Uh, kind of on the one hand, either. Uh, people think, wow, those are like amazing opportunities, right? We are able to connect to customers in deeper ways where we may be able to anticipate their needs, and that might allow us to run our organizations more efficiently and effectively, right? So uh, so we have one set of, of, of managers who are really excited about all these new opportunities, uh, so there's energy there. And then you have a second group of companies that say, oh, my God, we're going to die, okay, pretty soon <laughs> because <laughs> there are all these new companies coming up that do all of these things, and we don't, right? Uh, we are not using this data. We are completely unconnected, right? We are waiting for customers to show up in our stores, right? And then they buy what we got, right? And, um, you know, there are new, basically, right, disruptors entering into our market like an Uber entering entering the transportation business like, um, you know, a Kickstarter entering kind of personal loan business in some sense, right, uh, for, for at least particular loans. 
uh, and uh, all of a sudden banks starting to say, what the heck, right? Who am I now competing against? And so you see actually some energy around that. It's, the, it's a bit driven, driven by a slightly different motivation of like, uh, uh, you know, how are we going to survive, right? Uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, why do people need credit cards, right? If they, if they can use a phone and swipe or something like that, right? It's alternative ways of, of solving my, my problem. Um, and so... So the, the good news, and again, that has been sort of the exciting thing for us, you know, working on this for the last two, three years, is that there is actually a lot of energy around this topic. Uh, that's usually not the not the problem. Uh, the problem then, of course, is channeling that that uh, that energy, right? Uh, and as you said earlier, you know, some people are just overwhelmed, right? Uh, overwhelmed mm-hmm. by uh, technology on the one hand, uh, and then what we've seen, um, you know, where where a lot of companies currently are stuck at is. So we've collected all this data, but now what, right? Because collecting data, you know, is, has become much more uh, cheaper, right? Kind of, I can have sensors, I can, you know, get click data, I can do all kinds of stuff. But now I'm sitting on gigabytes of data, and I have no idea what to do with it, right? And this is why, again, we are, we stress kind of in the book, you know, you might really want to start out by thinking about the customer needs, the customer journey, and then ask yourself, what kind of information would I need to solve these problems? Right. And then I can think about the data and the technology, not the other way around. Uh-huh. I like how you just took all this customer relation information and really did. You connected it to what I'm always talking about on this show is that there, we all have different levels of energy. And what you were just saying is organizations have different levels of energy. And are we coming from a place of, oh, crap, I've got to fight? Or are we in a place of, I've, I've got my arms around this, I know where I'm headed, and it's all, all different kinds of energy. So you're making yep. a... T- <laughs> a ton of sense there. Well, I'll tell you what, we're we're up at, on a commercial break, and so when we come back, I'd like for you, Nikolai, to to help us think about in our our roles as leaders and what we're doing. How do we take everything that we've talked about here and move things forward in a way that's practical, implementable, if you want to use that a word, actionable, whatever it is. But what can we do to make this real in our lives? So, well, for everyone out there, we will be back here. In, in just a few minutes and we will bring everything back together. So stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show. Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. If you are looking to deepen your understanding of karma, the law of attraction, metaphysics, mindfulness, and intuition, be sure to tune in each week for You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind with host Catherine Potter. Catherine and her insightful guests will show how everything interconnects, explaining concepts and modalities that connect the mind and body. It's a refreshing look at the universe and the laws that govern it. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. 
but it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. And here we are, everyone the final segment of today's show and you know if you've been listening we've been talking today about the power of building connected strategies with customers and all of us have learned this is a concept for anyone when considering the power of relationship building no matter how you define those in which you influence now my guest professor Nikolai Ziglkow from the Wharton School of Business and I have been talking a lot about the the challenges the joys the examples of what it what it means to build these connected strategies and embedded in there are so many different things for us to be thinking about so Nikolai I'm going to ask you as we reflect on this past hour what can we do after this, after the show today, to start thinking about how to build connected strategies that can be actionable and we can start doing immediately. Yeah. So I think kind of one one exercise I sometimes do with with uh, you know executive audiences just to get them kind of a little bit going uh, in in this direction uh, is to say this sort of just imagine right a world in which uh, you know your customers could instantaneously communicate their needs to you right sort of you in some sense. By, the, by their side as they kind of go through life anytime, anywhere, uh, you know, how would that increase in connectivity actually improve the way you could serve your customer, right? And both in terms of how you could delight the customer or how you could maybe even drive up efficiency for your own organization if you have that information. And then the second scenario I like people to imagine is so a world in which you know a need about a customer even before they know the need, right? So if you have such a deep insight in the customer, maybe you have been granted access to their financial accounts or to some of their, you know, uh, bodily uh, measurements, right? Uh, if you have that information and you would be able to anticipate the needs, right? Again, what could you, what you, what would you be able to do, right? Or how would this change your business model? Uh, and I think this is just sometimes kind of to, to open up kind of our imagination a little bit. Uh, quite often, you know, firms are a little bit stuck on the way they are currently doing things. And just by, by thinking about, so what would it mean if I had that information, right? What could I do, right? And then I would start thinking about, okay, how could I actually get that information, right? And then again, you get more stuff to the technology angle. Excellent. And so, uh, so what you're saying is stop, think, reflect, spend that time to imagine and imagine a lot. That is a big task to ask people to do <laughs> when things are so busy and going on. So you, I want to ask you or, or point out or address some of the key things as well. We started our conversation earlier today about, you know, what does it mean to be transformational, being a transformational leadership? And you said one of the core elements is communicating. And you just said that there too is high. And you get all this information. Then how do you communicate out and how do you receive the communications that come in and embedded in that is you have to start building trust with the use of information and, and how is that 
use. And then also there's this, and be honest with it, and then of course there's the energy of going into a task like this. And where are you coming from? Are you starting from something new? Do you have a disruption that's who that's creating some energy that's you know could be very different so where is that that place of energy that you're coming from so thank you for tying all those things together now dr nikolai i want to ask you for the listening audience out there what's the best way for them to get in touch with you I think the the best source of of, of information would be uh, actually right now our book website, and you can also find our our contact information on there. Uh, and that is connected-strategy.com. Uh, and what we've done on that on that site is actually provide lots of material. We have also uh, podcasts from our own radio shows. Uh, we have uh, worksheets. We have examples, case studies, uh, and so really to get get into kind of how to do it yourself. Uh, that would be a great, great place to start. Excellent. And there's a way for them to contact you if they want to? Absolutely. There is some contact information there uh, as well. Uh, you can also go to uh, my own website, which is NikolaiZickelCode.com, but then you need to spell my name correctly. And so that's, that's <laughs> harder than connected-strategy.com. <laughs> right. For everyone listening out there, just go to his the connected-strategy.com. Then you can get the spelling for his name. <laughs> so uh, well, thank right. you for that. Well, Nikolai, before you go, I'd like to ask my guests, what you, what are you doing right now to to continue to develop yourself as you think about the work that you're doing? What are you reading? What are you listening to? Um, well, right now I'm I'm uh, kind of learning through presenting our material, right? And and that that has been sort of actually the fun thing about this whole whole journey that uh, we were able to teach it while we were writing the book. Right, and and that's just continuing right now, right? Sort of as as I'm uh, you know working with organizations, um, kind of thinking and helping them think through their connected strategies. Uh, that's always a mutual learning experience, right? Uh, kind of you you see what's working, uh, you see kind of new things that that firms are struggling with, uh, and uh, you can you know try to help people kind of apply these tools. And so so that's a kind of a continuing learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. And it makes perfect sense because facilitation, teaching, all of that, it's, uh, those are very specialized skill sets to have. And facilitating versus um, standing and lecturing, two different worlds, isn't it? So, yeah, a, yeah great journey. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for, for joining me today and bringing us to this world of a connected strategy and, and sharing your insights and your expertise with, with all of us. So for all the listening audience out there, just a reminder, if you've got a topic you would like to have covered on the show, or if you know someone who can bring some enlightenment to our conversation, please let me know. You can contact me. You can email me at mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Or, of course, as you know, you can go to my website, go to me on Facebook, on, on LinkedIn and we can make that connection. So for everyone out there, be thinking about the energy that you have, harness it and make that positive transformation. And we'll talk again with you next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Transformational Energy Leadership. Please join Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey again for another edition next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.